crowd went out. It was a Friday night. They all agreed to get the feeling right. We started out alright, but then the Panthers scored, and then I kicked in the TV. And then the Panthers took about the green machine. Nobody likes to see me fit. And we were wrecked fast all across the field And then collapsed defensively Yes, season got it over sleep What's the point again? What's the point again? And later on On the drive home They called the talk back On the radio They said they were appalled And plays should get dropped After that brutal side of me When the Panthers took about the green machine And they delighted scoring 53 and they were overjoyed at Jamin's try Something no one wants to see My friends say I should quell my rage What's the point again? What's the point again? Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. And brought to you with the extremely dubious support of The Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. Over 80,000 people logged into that one. I mean, get online with those people and get arguing with them. There's all there's a massive diversity of opinions out there. Yeah, there's some interesting opinions. There's some interesting opinions out there, and you should throw yours into that melting pot. Um, be very, very good. One of the interesting opinions I saw the other day was uh, someone asking when GE put out the thing for the man of the match, why in a match where we conceded 53, there was a man of the match, and he had to explain to them that, you know, like it's voting throughout the season. Yeah. He was very generous and patient with the person who I wouldn't have been. But that's GE. He's a man of the people. But we're dubious support from them. Also with a cash money sponsorship from Land Speed Records down there in Garima Place in Civic. Come in and get your LPs, your CDs, your T-shirts, all your audio technical gear from people who love the Camberators as much as you do. And uh, if you're talking about people who love the Camberators as much as you do, well, I should let you know that we're joined uh, once more by our special guest star, uh, Matthew Heather Locklear, Hollywood Lanevez, all the way from the West Coast of the United States of America. Matthew. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good wherever you are in this world right now. I am, it's nine o'clock, I'm in LA, just outside, and I am not thinking about the game on the weekend. I'm thinking about the game next weekend, or maybe potentially the weekend after, but I'm happy to be here. Fellow porkers. Mm. Yeah, do you know and, what you uh, said? Do you know what you said about the game against the Panthers? Your prediction, your Mad Stradamus was that we'd be in the game right up until the 50th minute. And you were pretty close. Because of things weren't looking minute? Yeah, well, the 48th minute, I think we were, things were looking okay. And then the only problem was the Panthers scored in the 49th minute, the 52nd minute, the 54th minute, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. The floodgates <laughs> literally opened. They did. And it We've was always ugly. been able to go toe-to-toe with them, oddly. And I guess on the weekend, it was pretty rough when we let a couple of chances slip and then we let them score pretty easily in the first half. So we went in you know, behind when we probably should have gone in a little bit in front. And um, Yeah, they scored our... the 49th, the 52nd, the 60th. There was a brief period between the 60th and the 70th first where we held our line. Stop now. Now you sound like Pork when he's reading out the fixture list for the rest of the season. Let's just... <laughs> and then the 74th... reading out the fixture list? People and, need to know where we're going. And the 74th... 20 games. 
<laughs> do 20 games. I'll do it this week. That's what's happening this time. You'll get cut. No, it's, I, I remember going back to games at Penrith when I think oh, Croker dropped one over the line off a kick and um, we would have gone up and uh, the game when Nickel Klukstad got his neck hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so there's been a few where we've really been up to an eyeballs. I mean, that's the game that Rapa went, went back to fullback and then he just didn't have the legs to play 80 minutes. But clearly, you know, a couple of us probably, you know, there were some pretty obvious deficiencies on the weekend with our defence and um, yeah. without a, without a, I guess, our number one spine combinations there, we just couldn't, we couldn't stay in the game through our smarts and our kicking game. And it, it just floodgates blew open. They really did. But... We have, before we get into the, um, what would you call it, the post-mortem? I think that's yeah. probably the thing of the side. We do have news, and that news segment is brought to you by our great friends down there at Impact Comics down there in Garima Place. And I should tell you, I went and saw our Mal just the other day and bought me some pop vinyl, which is absolutely fantastic. You'll what, get, yet? Uh, well, I can't say because it was for someone who might be listening to this and it would spoil the surprise, but I got a pop vinyl. Um not exactly what I wanted. BTS? One that will make you. No, it wasn't BTS. Okay. No, it wasn't. Um, but uh, went down there, service with a smile. And if you want to talk nerdling, I mean, he's got facts and factoids about all manner of nerd stuff that you could possibly. There you back. are again with that terrible yeah, word. Yeah, you've been nerdist. I'm not anyway, being nerdist. So let's I, get, let's, I was let's in get there and news. I was talking to him about it and let's delighting get onto in the it. News. And let's there's the plenty. News. The stands are full of nerds. Okay, let's get on to the news. Here's the news. Before we start the news, I do have to make a formal apology. This is the first time this has ever happened on this show, but I incorrectly um, last week on the show referred to, and then also did an Instagram post, which she um, found quite amusing. And I didn't realize she even followed us on Instagram, but that's how I found out. Um, I referred to Michelle Bishop from SEN and Channel 7 last week on the show as Michelle Bridges. So I managed to get Michelle Bishop, Bishop the journalist, mixed up with the former um, Biggest Loser Coach, mm. what it, is that how you call it? trainer, coach, whatever? Personal trainer. Personal yeah. trainer, biggest loser. And uh, yeah, someone was like, wow, I never knew Michelle Bridges lived in Canberra. No, she doesn't. Mm. So yeah, that was totally on me. So apologies all. Um, I'd like to say I won't make any more mistakes anytime soon, but there's no guarantee. You should just feel lucky Michelle is actually apologizing to you because for most of the mistakes he makes, he doesn't apologize at all. There we go. So the biggest news, I guess, that's happened in the last seven days since the humiliating um defeat to the Penrith Panthers mm. the season destroying defining whatever you want to call it defeat to the Penrith Panthers um is that David Riccio from the Daily Telegraph is reporting mm. that there is now a formal offer on the table to Jack Whiten 1.1 million dollars a season for four years so we've we've put it out there Mm. We've put it out there. Still talk that the Dolphins may are, are keen to talk to him and they may be able to meet that offer or exceed it or maybe he wants to move to Queensland. But I think the club's done the right thing. We're not messing around. This is what we think you're worth. This is what we can pay you. You know, mm. we don't want to lose you. Apart from anything else, I think it'd be a massive PR disaster for the club if we were to lose yeah, it would. Jack at this point. Mm. Um, so they've they've gone all out and they're not messing around and they've they've put it out there and, you know, Ultimately, whether he stays or whether he goes, it comes down to what he wants to do. Well, yeah, and it's good that the club hasn't mucked around because, look, and and it really precipitated by the loss on the weekend, and that wouldn't be the only reason by any stretch. But given that um, and the state, putting to bed any speculation about Jack as fast as possible with an offer like this, which clearly means business, is clearly top-shelf stuff. Um, if he's not taking this and taking it quickly to put stuff to bed, 
then he was always sort of thinking about leaving and that's what his intentions were. So I think the club's done the right thing. They've come out with the big guns and one way or another, this stuff will go to bed very quickly. Yeah. I, the, the, the worst thing is when these things really just drag on because yeah. they really it. do um, taint the whole season. Yeah, that's right. So good on Don for going out there well, and you, making the stuff. You'd have to imagine it's two, two things, right? So they probably put it out there to publicly either put pressure on the Raiders to get a fourth year. And maybe that's what this is all about, is getting that fourth year at the same yeah. amount of money. And or, you know, a lot of the media have speculated about he wants more money or he wants to get a ring. The, one of the things they don't necessarily talk about is where does his family want to live? So he might actually take unders to go to Queensland if he feels like his family's going to be happier there. So, you know, I guess we just got to be proud that Don and, and the guys at the Raiders have been able to offer what most clubs you'd think financially can offer because there's talk what Parramatta, West Tigers and the Warriors have speculated. Um, I can't see him really going to many of those, but I, I, I would just think, you know, maybe Jack can convince his partner to stay in Canberra for that kind of money and then they can set themselves up and unless there's some other business opportunities post-football in and around South Queensland. Like, you know, I mean, you're sure if, if Wayne Bennett gets a chance to talk to him, I'll probably sell a lot more of the lifestyle slash Dolphins connections up there. And, and you know, we'd like to think that he should stay because it is a bit of a Jenga piece, isn't it? Without Jack, the side kind of goes through a complete rebuild. So, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the money's right as far as I'm concerned. 1.1 does sound like a lot. And traditionally, you've sort of sort of, I've always seen a $1 million player as a Cleary or a, or a, or a Cooper Cronk that's someone that can absolutely thirst and someone who can absolutely own a result, which Jack for all his strengths and his ability can't. But 1.1 with the salary cap increase is like the new eight nine hundred thousand yeah you have so to think basically that, and i think that's probably what he's pressing for too is basically saying let's take that into account yeah well so mitchell moses gets 1.3 you'd have to think if nathan cleary went on the market today 1.5 1. 1.4 1. 1. 1.5 and yeah. Yeah. you know in certain clubs now i mean it's very obvious certain clubs the ones that are having halves that are doing quite well we're, we're, we're really lacking a little bit of decisiveness from our spine so it's mm. it's the um, only thing the only thing that is a little bit of a concern to me with that offer but obviously, you know, I think that the club's um, hands has been forced here. Is that fourth year? Yeah. Is that fourth year? We haven't had great track record of signing um, dudes over thirty to, to four year deals. I mean, it's kind of you look at the 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 Croker deal, the Whitehead deal. Most people would say that last year is probably a bit too much, you know. And 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 I think once players get to a certain age, it's special players you make an exception for, but most players over 30, it's pretty much a year-to-year -year proposition. The one thing I'd say for Jack, as opposed to Croker, Whitehead, etc., he's shown no signs of slowing down. No, nah, he's a specimen. No. No, yeah, he's still, he's still at the peak of his powers, and he hasn't had really any... Like, I remember, you know, he had that, the, whatever it was, the um, turf toe or whatever when he was young and the trampoline injury or whatever. Mm -hmm. He hasn't had many injuries since then, has he? No, nah, he hasn't. And touch bloody wood, though, now. Yeah. Touch wood. But look, the other reason I'm not unhappy with the deal um, in this respect is because this is his club. Just like Toots, this is yeah. his club. And there comes a point where every club has to say, this is a sacred cow. This is a sacred cow. This is worth it. This is um, uh, someone who has earned their stripes, earned the um, ability to get this sort of money and this sort of treatment because they are a one club player and they've done the yards. Now, I know last year, and I, I dragged a lot of opprobrium from people last week 
for putting Jack as my ass clown of the week. And that's because I was hurting, okay? I was hurting for Jack. So you were like, lashing out like a jilted lover. That, exactly. And, that, and that's what it really was. This, that, was. that was the words of a person who was hurt. Someone who's loved Jack for so long and put so much faith and love in him, the fact that he would then go out to the market and make me feel like, you know, a piece of meat, a piece of meat, like in that upset me. So the fact that Don's come out and and try to take this away from being an issue and just said, right, Jack, we love you. You're worth it. And this is what you're going to do. I think is the right thing to do because I don't want to see him to go. I think right now it would be disastrous for the club for him to go. I think he should stay. Now, with this deal on the table, if he gets up and goes, he was always going to go. Exactly. He was always going to go. Exactly. And because if someone's going to match that, if someone's going to match it, and he's going to go for it. Well, what what more can we do? Yeah. I mean, what bigger deal? No, no, no. I make? think I think we've done the right thing because we've come out. We've stated our position. I don't think that we should go beyond that. I think if you know the Dolphins hypothetically offered him one point three yeah. million a year, yeah, he'd go with my blessing. Yeah, you know. But but yeah, the, the club's <laughs> got to try and keep him because there would be a lot of. Um, criticism and questions of the club and yeah. where we're going and what are we doing and, and, which, and which are around anyway at the moment but and, and with him in particular i know we talked about it in past weeks about the idea of like he could be a 13 or so on if you know in those latter years if he slowed down a bit for that there's nothing to stop him being a, like luke lewis being the second row being yeah exactly but yeah. something like that where he can actually you can actually yeah, he'll see still... him in the forward pack and being an effective yeah he'll unit. still he'll still be you know he's still going to be in our best 13. Yeah, that's right. The hard yeah, thing is too, like, be, because we are a one club town and we're not in Sydney, if you're a Raider, you're kind of a Raider for life, kind of, generally. Like, they still think about Ricky and Bradley like they're Raiders for life, even though they went to Canterbury. And mm. if he does go, you know they're the Sydney media going to, they'll use, they'll they'll absolutely lampoon the club over it. It's I not know. like the, the Roosters lose players all the time, you know, it's in and out, in and out, and they get kind of rewarded. The transit for they're kind of like, oh, you know, these guys are great at keeping players. Like, Suwali's leaving, and they're sort of everyone's saying how great the Roosters are doing it because he's going to come back. Well, no, they lost a player, and yeah, for us, you just know that they will go to town on Ricky and go to town on the club, and you know, I'm, and the knives are kind of already out with a lot of fans at the moment, which is a little bit sad, you know. Um, yeah, but in saying that, um, it's, it's hard to not blame them after such a, a rough watch on the weekend. But you know, once again, I think. Pork was just saying earlier it was after a very short turnaround, and mm. so there's you know a lot a lot goes into that I guess. Yeah, well, and there's there's one last or a couple more pieces of news. In fact, we've got yeah. a lot of. There's a, it's, news. it's a big it's a big news. It's big a news. big news. Once again, week. brought to you from Impact Comics. Yeah, they get more pugs than Landspeed, man. I've got a Landspeed. What's Landspeed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the business that pays for all this. Oh, yeah. Landspeed Records yes. during the place. Yes. Anyway. Um, Next bit of news, Danny Wildler on 100% footy has reported that Ricky Stewart is preparing for a bit of a clean out. I mean, I'd say that's kind of... Well, look, but just before we go on, there was something this week that has annoyed me somewhat, Blake, and you might say it ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And do you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Um... Undercooked toast? Yeah, I really can't stand undercooked toast. It really... Yeah. Come on, people. Mark Latham? Yeah, that grinds. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that definitely grinds my gears. But what else grinds my gears? I have been working at Canberra Stadium, Bruce Stadium, GIA Stadium, whatever you care to call it. I've been going there, turning up virtually every match since 1999 in the bowels, going around there, around the press, etc., etc. Of there, do you know how many times I've seen Danny Widler at the stadium? 
Yeah, mate. How many? How many do you reckon? Have you, just seen the back, have you just seen the back of his head? Donut. <laughs> I have never seen him at the stadium. Not once, not ever. How not many once. times have you seen Buster Rothfield at the stadium? I've, I've seen Buster Rothfield at the stadium. He has actually been to the stadium, but I have never, uh, in 2016, oh, semi final. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never, ever, ever seen Dadley Wider at the thing. So the idea that he's coming out with this idea of the scoop that there's a clean out, but also, too, the story was there's a clean-out and it's like there could be a clean-out about to go on at the club. And then it mentions, like, um, Jordan Rappiner and, and Croker, who are both, like, 33 and don't have – well, right. Rapper doesn't have a contract for next year. Yeah, but my, my thing is there are some journos you think to yourself. If James Hooper came out, I have seen him at the stadium. I've seen him there. He has been there. I've seen him. I met James Hooper at, at the stadium. If, if, he, if he says something, it's like, right, you might have actually met someone, know someone, talked to someone. But Danny Widler – the last time I'm going to listen to any stuff, and the only reason he's there no, is mate, because you... he's gotten tired of laying the boot into the West Tigers. So he thought, oh, there's another thing that I can kick the crap out of because that'll be fun, you know? Danny, Danny Widler, I mean, without getting into too much trouble here, he's he's kind of the the, the, the bottom of the barrel when it comes he's to He's a gossip columnist. He's a gossip Dude, it's unbelievable. And he's not only that, every, every single time that he does an article, like a, an a interview, he makes sure that it's a one shot. So he has to be in the shot. Yeah, he's back he holds the microphone in a way. So he has to be in the shot because he, it's kind of like his signature because he won't let other, I don't know. I just, he's a germ to be honest. And I, we all know that Ricky's got um, some friends in the media, like anyone does who's been there for so many years that if there was going to be a story about it, it's not going to be Danny bloody Wilder. Yeah. Wilder, Which, whatever. I, I'll tell you though, the Jack Whiten story came from David Riccio. David Riccio's had very good mail on the Raiders the last few years. I think he was the first one, one last year that reported that Joe Tarpany was re-signing. I think he's got a re- I don't know whether it's Don, but he's very got a very good source. Yeah, source close to the club, and he seems like a pretty decent sort of guy. So I think that's probably why he gets the uh, yeah, gets may, some of the scoops. May may be the case, but look, it, just the idea that the stuff come out of Danny Widler. Anything you're hearing out of him is third hand at best, and it's conjecture at worst, and it, and it's just laying the boot in with an agenda, and it grinds my gears, Blake. It yeah. grinds my gears. So more news, NRLW with three signings announced this week. The first signings to the club, and they were uh, Simoma Taufa, who was the 2017 Dalian medalist, Jillaru, um Sahara Tamara also. And, and she's quite a dominant player too. Yeah, so she's actually, I was reading, she's actually, they're giving her a, a job at the club as well. Oh, good. Yeah, so she's got a, a not only an on-field role, she'll have an off-field role at the yeah. club as well. So she's she's moving down to Canberra, looking forward to it. Uh, Sahara Tamara, who's also a Jillaroo. And then uh, Mona Lisa Soliola, who is um, Sia's 18-year-old um, second cousin. Yeah, mm-hmm. joining the club as well. I was hoping when I saw the name Soliola that it was related to. It's, um, it's her cousin Bill's daughter. And Ruben Wiki's daughter apparently is, is all but signed as well. They haven't announced oh, yet. I hope so. She looks yeah. good. And it's just really good if you're bringing X-Raider family into the family. Yeah, it's some good. good DNA. It really is. I, I'm actually getting really excited about this. And I hope, I really hope, and I, I don't say this against the Reggies, right? I like, we go out and watch the Reggies, the, the New South Wales Cup side. But I really hope the NRLW side gets the second billing and is out there. So when the Raiders are playing at home, the first grade side, the women's side yeah. is, is the is, biggest is issue the... with the biggest issue with with reserve grade and first grade. Who it is, and when I was a kid, you'd go watch all three grades, yeah. and is the gap between the games. Yeah, and we've seen that with the under. If it happened in the under twenties onwards. It's it's too long a gap. Yeah, between yeah. it's like forty five minutes or an hour. Or so. I know the first grade comes out and warms up on the field, which they didn't used to do. Yeah. 
but it's too long a gap yeah, between I agree. the games. But I still want it to be. I still want the NRLW side to be get the curtain raised. I want it to get the exposure oh, in front of a crowd, so it can actually get the momentum of following because. And I know we're changing sport here, but I don't know how many of our listeners are out there um, tuning into the streaming or watching 10 play and watching the Canberra United girls go around against uh, Melbourne City last weekend and just missed out on goal difference with a great three all. They've been compelling watching and and it's great having a local side that's doing well. And I really, really want this this side to do well because Canberra is the place where women's sport in particular can do better than a lot of places yeah. because the public service work, for example, can really support the twin careers and actually have meaningful work mixing in with the ability to get around the place. I really see big things for our NRLW side and I'm really quite excited yeah. about it. So that's good news. We've got some sad news. Mm, we do. Uh, Raiders legend Sam Bacco yeah. had a massive heart attack and he's currently um, in Cairns Hospital in a in a bad way. Yeah. Um, his family have said, you know, thank you everyone for thinking about him. And, you know, it's, we're obviously thinking of, of Sam here and sending our regards and I'm old enough to remember watching yep. Sam Bacco play at at Seaford Oval back mm -hmm. in the late '80s, and, and the guy was an absolute gun. Yeah, he was a superstar, exciting prop forward who you know was tough, had everything, and uh, he's probably when you think about it, he's probably one of the first um, rep players to actually come out of the Raiders. It wasn't that big when we signed him, but he emerged as as, yeah. a, as a rep player. So like people like Mal Meninga and Belcher and and Peter Jackson, they came down, they were already. Well, well established, but I think that um, that um, Sam Bacco was was the first one to actually from get go from playing for the Raiders to yeah. Queensland to Australia, etc. Oh, I think Gary Belcher made the jump too, but he was well known yeah. in the Brisbane comp at yeah. that stage. But look, there was the, my mum um, for years worked at Arundale College down there, and one of the things she told me about him was um, I don't know what he was doing down there, like because I think Ivan Henjak owned a um, a liquor store down there, but uh, Ivan's that, liquor. Sam would come in and see the young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids and say, you know, what are you doing? You know, like work with them and, and build them up, you know, and, and from a position of, you know, this is what I'm doing to help out. You know, what are you doing? What do you need? Yeah, I think, he worked, for, I think he worked for um, Aboriginal Affairs, who was known at the time, because they all, all the players then had jobs. Yeah, well, he got involved. That's the point. And I remember mum seeing it because she was a careers advisor down there and actually watching someone who actually cared and her telling me about him and this this bloke actually cares about them and actually tries to connect with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, but a funny story was when they were in the 1987 grand final and all the press was down there doing the pre-match uh, training as they're going around um, Seaford Oval, there's this fantastic clip that was taken by uh, my old mate Mark Jessup at Channel 9 down there. Um, of them running around and Sammy, while running around, is taking a whiz. And it's hilarious. Don McKinnon style. Uh, it's hilarious. No, they're just doing a lap and he's just running around and he's doing it as they're running. And it's completely <laughs> normal. I remember looking at it and saying, okay, that's funny. Oh, no, it's not, who, who was the um, the Warriors player who did it um, front row forward um, just recently? Stood there. Lodge. No, it wasn't Lodge. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, the guy's flicking it out of his pants. Who yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah. I was also played for the West Tigers. I can't think of his bloody name. Kiwi. Packer. He, yeah, Russell, Russell Packer. Packer. And yeah. it was like, it was the same sort of nonchalant approach to it. It's like, well, it's got to happen. So um, there you go. So more news. New South Wales Cup in action in Canberra. Good Friday. Kipax 245. Mm. Get out there. Are you going to go, Paul? I won't be able to. I'll be uh, interstate. Oh, really? Yes. I was going to go away for Easter, but it's going to piss down everywhere. So yes, it is. It's not. It's not the best time to be going camping. Um, 
But yes, we won't see as many stars as we have seen in in, no. uh, in New South Wales Cup. But most of them have been called up to first grade. They have. The injuries in the first grade side have actually... You'll see Semi. Uh, Matthew, we'll no, get to that. We'll get to that. for you, mate. <laughs> well, oh, I, was no. just, I was just about to get that. So you'll see some stars tomorrow, though. So Chevy Stewart at fullback. Who we've seen. He's, he's 17 years old, and the kid's already got shots. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing him up close in the flesh. Um, Trey Mooney there. Hohefa Puru, the 13. Yeah. We've got huge wraps on. He's fantastic. And, yeah, one player you won't see, Matthew. Oh, no. Big Semi Valame, mm -hmm. who's out for 12 weeks with angle, ankle, ankle, ankle syndesmosis. Suffered, stained in the. Uh, he got two tries against the Panthers and then did his ankle. So that's why Croker's been called up. Well, I think Croker was going to get called up anyway, Matthew. Did Croker score two tries? No, but does um, did, did Semi tries play, last? The Semi Valame <laughs> play on the left center or right center? I'm he sorry. Play anywhere. I'm sorry. He can play anywhere, mate. He can play anywhere. There is fantastic <laughs> news. Yeah. You know, I was going to wait till uh, the Jared Croker has been called. Anyone back. listening to this podcast already knows, Pork. There is great <laughs> celebration that the captain is back. I am over bloody joyed that he's back. Um, I've sent him my congratulations and 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 revving up. Um, my son, my son, which is at the very end of this podcast, you will hear, has recorded him a song because he loves him so much. Have you actually convinced him that he's the greatest player in the world, or? I they don't have to convince him. That's 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 what <laughs> that's Matthew says. Way. Matthew loves it. And you know what? Out of all the players, when we've run into Jared, which we've done on a couple of times, my wife started coming around to the idea that rugby league wasn't so bad because she met two players and she went, they can't possibly be footballers. They're too nice. One was Josh Hodgson and the other one was Jared Croker. And there she wants him to do well because she said, he's the nicest footballer I've ever met. Oh, we all want him to do well. That's not the point. I'm celebrating. I think, I, think, I, think he, I think, like I said, in the lead up to last week's game, right? When I called for him to be rejoin, rejoin the side in place of Harley Smith Shields, I said he couldn't possibly do any worse than Harley Smith Shields. And how did Harley Smith Shields go against the Panthers? Yeah, and like he I was said, diabolical. I think he is carrying an injury. And I say that again, he's carrying an injury. Well, he's playing New South Wales Cup. He's playing New South Wales Cup. So if he, I think he's if he was an carrying injury. an injury, surely they'd give him some time off. The very he, he, he wouldn't he have was, played. He was diabolical. He, played if, he, he was wouldn't diabolical. have played if he was carrying an injury. Yeah, he was diabolical. I look, look, got a lot of time for the guy, local junior. Want him to do well, but you know he's got to go. He needed to go back to New South Wales Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just understand this: I love Harley, and all those people detracting on him should know. I'll meet you out in the alleyway, and Blake is going to sort you out. I'm, <laughs> I'm not detracting on him. I'm just, you know, just saying that that I saw uh, a good reason to bring Croker back in because. Like he's all the things Harley with anyway. I'll cut this bit. No, you won't cut this bit because this is Frank talk, and that's fine. Now I understand what you're saying, but let's not be loading on Harley. Let's just understand that he's a Cambridge junior. He does have lots in him, and we need to get in behind him because he's going to be worthwhile. Yes, he's had a bit of a trot, but he's our player. And I also you know, think I also think Harley is a first grader, and I'm sure Blake does too. It's I don't think it's going to be a situation where it's. One and done, and clearly Ricky wanted to give him a second chance. The kid's been suffering a bit of confidence. The big drop against the cows, then that big drop in that game um, against the Knights. Yeah, so there's and I mean, what footballer in in the history of rugby league hasn't made a mistake or two? Yeah, you know, like and but the, pro the problem with the problem with the Harley Smith Shields thing is it's like it started a few weeks ago, and it's it's like he's yeah, been yeah, going yeah. on a downward. No, trajectory. and I, I don't agree. I don't disagree. Missing with that. more but tackles, remember, dropping more balls. How many times did Ricky Ponting get dropped before he he made his way in the side? Well, you could say that about, about but most anyone. A lot of players you yeah. can't say that about. Yeah. 
The thing about, I think the thing too, obviously, it's, it must be very difficult being a modern day coach because you don't want a young rookie that shows a lot of potential as one of the greatest trainers at the club, clearly has a lot of talent, come up through the juniors and been one of the stars that everybody knows about. You don't want to just boot him after a couple of bad games. You want no. to try and yeah, but make you got to sure show can... you got to show that there's there's standards that need to be met and there's yeah, some yeah. degree of accountability. Yeah, Absolutely, and that's I, why I this was, is probably the right week. Yeah, and was I was worried. Week. I was worried if he was named in the side this week. I'm very glad that he's he's not. If he was named in the side this week, it would have shown that he was getting special treatment because, like Tim says. He is regarded as a bit of a prodigal son around the club. They he all is. love him. Well, I and certainly it, do. And and if if they hadn't dropped him this week, it would have sent a poor message to to everyone. I think. Yeah. Do you guys know when when Elijah Anderson's due back? No, no I don't. But when we saw him go down at, at it Kipad, didn't look good. It really looked bad. He was in a moon boot straight away. And I I talked to Benny Pollock about this a few weeks ago, and he was optimistic to be back. But I was thinking he was named the following week, which was weird. But yeah, that's yeah. Just... they just they it's just one of those things where short turnaround or whatever where they just they were thinking it might put do, the same team it, sheet it out. Looked yeah. bad straight away. It looked bad straight away, and the tackle looked bad. And like he's a tough kid. Do you remember that oh, when they mate, used to, he, play, when they used to looks... play Monday Night Football and they'd, they'd, yeah. they'd, they'd on the team list Tuesday, they'd just print whatever the same team was from the, the Monday before Monday because night. obviously they had to get in by a certain time or whatever? He, um, to me, Elijah Anderson looks like a serious of, um, chance of being a proper first grader and what yeah, little yeah, I've yeah. seen him no this question. year. He's, just, he's put on this <laughs> size and yeah. to me, Semi, semi kind of looks the same too, maybe on the wing, but... Semi's just the impact that he, they both have physically. Yeah, on he the looks. Game at he's a specimen. Grade. When you see when you see Elijah Anderson, as you do, you see the players very up yeah. close and at Kipax when you go out there. Um, he's a specimen. Yeah, but for this injury, he's playing first grade right now. No question at all. He would definitely be in the side. Would have been in last week, probably the week before. It's the injuries that's kept him out. I think he was very much the match we were watching him in. He was probably going to be in the next week. Yeah. Um, and the only reason he wasn't in the next week was because of the injury. And, that's and it, it happened right near the end of the game. <laughs> right, right at the end of the game, game wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it right. Shit. Uh, but, you know, there's other other people have done a few post-mortems the last week, and uh, I guess we should lead off with Danny Stewart. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, brother of a uh, Canberra artist coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> uh, now, in regards to that uh, tight nail-biting loss uh, against the Panthers last uh, Friday night, uh uh, I know I've uh, taken uh, the loss, Will. Uh, that's just part of footy, isn't it? <clears throat> uh, the BOTB against us, uh, yet again, it's amazing how often I'm saying that, but a uh, few decisions went against us at crucial times, and uh, uh, that's what you get. The Panthers are sneaking away in a uh, close one. <clears throat> oh, I took the loss in a uh, mature fashion. Uh, the last few days, I've uh, taken things in my stride. Uh, fuck me. <clears throat> fuck me. <clears throat> um, it's starting to uh, look suspiciously like this team's a uh, hot steaming pile of poo this year, isn't it? <clears throat> um, things aren't looking great at the moment, uh, but uh, you never know what a few wins can do. Uh, we're in a similar position last year, so we've just got to uh, somehow uh, maintain a bit of positivity. <clears throat> and I do have some good news uh, for you Raiders fans in regards to the uh, Broncos uh, game on Saturday night. <clears throat> I really like a few of the matchups there. You've got uh, Sebi Chris up against Reese Walsh. Uh, you'd like to think Sebi can uh, give young Reese uh, a bit of a bath there. It's a bit of a mismatch on paper, that isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> uh, you've got the returning, uh, the great man Jared Croker up against Katoni Staggs. Uh, I like Jared in that one. Uh, you'd like to think uh, the old dog can teach uh, the youngster a few tricks there. <clears throat> 
Uh, and then you've got the Battle of the Halfbacks. Uh, Jamal Fogarty up against uh, Adam Reynolds. Uh, you fear for Reno in that one. Uh, you'd expect Jamal to give him a lesson in uh, game management in that one. <coughs> um, so still confident in that one. And uh, before I go, just want to give a shout out to uh, Jamin Salmon. Uh, as most people know, I'm an expert in lip reading. And I think you'll find if you go back and... Uh, <clears throat> in regards to uh, what he said after he scored that try, uh, you'll see him mouth the words, Love, Adam Mogg. <clears throat> so I thought that was interesting there from Salmon. Uh, I don't know if he's a uh, just a Moggy fan from way back or like that Raiders team of the uh, early to mid-2000s, but uh, I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> uh, so uh, long live Moggy, um, and uh, go you uh, green machine. Adam Mogg, I loved Adam Mogg too. Everyone loved Adam mm. Mogg. Adam Mogg was Adam fantastic. Who? Adam, yeah. no, no, but Adam Mogg was great. I remember, you know, he was in that Queensland side. That's my, but... That is my favourite State of Origin game mm. ever. I think that was one of the first games I started going for Queensland mm. over New South Wales, um, and people calling me a traitor, and Matt, Matt hates it. It's because you are. But no, I went, I went, I went, New South Wales are arrogant, yeah. you know, and, and... And that's a Raiders player. There was a Raiders player. There were two, because yeah. Shikovsky went in at fullback and, yeah. and Mog was called on the wing. And it's like, how can I cheer against these guys? I can't. Yeah. I can't. And that's... It's back in the early 90s, you know, like, because I'd already gone for New South Wales habitually, because, of course, you had to hate Wally Lewis, right? That's in the blood. Mm -hmm. I still do. He's... You know, well, we added Mal as well before he came to the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, he was probably going to be number two. You've got a Queensland side that's Steve Walters at times Gary Coyne, Gary Belcher, Mal Meninga, you know, how the hell are you going against that? I'm not I don't care <clears throat> what you sons of bitches saying right now. You can never go for Queensland. No. Done. I it's you can't I don't, I'm from Canberra, man. I don't really care one way or another. That's ultimately I don't really what care. Blake said, look, you've probably been waiting this for a long time for me and Blake to agree on something, but we have just found it. And like I say, when when people were always bagging the Raiders in Canberra and mm. You know, Phil Gould was calling for the Raiders to be kicked out of the club. It was always people from Sydney and New South Wales that were bagging the Raiders. And That's always true. the Queenslanders, right, had a soft spot for the Raiders. Yeah. And for a lot of Queenslanders, the Raiders were their second team. If you grow up in Canberra, if you grow up in Canberra and you end up representing Canberra, you play, you go for country against city and you go for New South Wales against Queensland. Yeah, I see your point. No, it's true. No, I understand. And if that's the way you feel, we respect that. But and I'm right, and I you're wrong. Never, That's... ever, ever was able to celebrate Mal Meninga or Steve Walters or Gary Belcher losing. It was just not in me to do it. It was never in me to do it. Anyway, we should get to the Panthers game. What I mean, I don't know what we want to say okay, about this so game. I was there. I was in Vegas, and the majority. I'm sure you were. <laughs> and the uh, majority of the tries in the second half were on the far side from me, in front of the uh, the Panthers fans, which was kind of good. I was quite far away from it, and I was just kind of. By the end of the game, I wasn't even that upset. And I should tell you that, unlike previous examples, Blake stayed for the entire game. I did. In spite of the fact of what he was watching, he <laughs> stayed for the entire game. I so did. I was one of the few. That, that, uh, and look, I have to admit, um, after the second Panthers try in the second half, I kicked the TV screen in and stopped watching and just watched the updates and only went back and watched the highlights of the second half in fast motion. So I didn't cry too much. But Blake, you stayed. And you know what? Kudos to you. Kudos. Yeah. It was it was a capitulation in that second half. You know, yeah. 40 points in the second half. One of the hallmarks of, of the Ricky Stewart era has been there hasn't been a lot of capitulation. Yeah, I was trying to figure out when the last time we had 50 put on, and I really do think it was that 68 flogging the in Melbourne? 2000. Yeah, against Melbourne. I think that yeah. was the last time we had a plus 50 put on us. Um, we've had high 40s, but that was the last time we'd had that one on. Look, 
My, <clears throat> it was just awful. There really are zero positives. The only thing I can take out of that match is we were actually competitive until half time. And when things started going pear shaped, that five day turnaround, they had nothing in the tank. The spine was ripped to shreds and, and the Panthers were just coming for, for us. Um, all I can say is that five day turnaround really, really hurt in the end. I, I would, would we have won without it? Look, probably not. Would it have been that score? I don't think so. I think that really, really played in. But there was one positive that I saw. In once more, there was a bright signing star in the, the match who I didn't think played that badly at all. And that was Matt Timmercoff, who I think is once more the Raiders review with Blake in the Pork $20 land speed record I'm, I'm winner. I'm thinking he's going to go all the way this year. I have a feeling we're, we're starting to see. Taps could still do it because yeah. he will have scored some points as well. But my, my tip. Blakestradamus. Blakestradamus. My tip for the uh, 2023 Melmaninga medal is Matt Timiko. Yeah, it's um, he's he's been consistent. It's shaping that way, isn't it? He's been consistent the whole time. Uh, any positives for you, Matthew? Um, uh, <laughs> not really, I guess. I, I kind of... No, nah, I mean, I, I've only really seen extended highlights, actually, so it's hard to take positives out of that game. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Schneider back in first grade. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to get to the team list later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Sebi Chris probably um, had a bit of a decent showing, um, but, you know, it's it's a tough game. And, and I guess it comes down to Matty Tomoko's just at the moment, he's our most consistent player and our best player, and he's it's kind of tough watching a kid that's only played. How many games has he played now? He's not 50 yet. I think we said like 40 or something, didn't yeah, we? I'll look yeah, that. that he's the one setting the standard. So, um, oh, poor old Rapper. Just one Rapper of... had, a, had a, a rough yeah, game. He, he had a rough game. And after that, like they dropped one kickoff, they just kept on kicking it to him. Yeah, Matt Timokos on 50 games. Now, look, um, the, it should be pointed out the greenhouse uh, people voted uh, Zach Wolford as man of the match. I saw a lot of people give Zach Wolford man of the match, and I didn't get it. I don't see how he. he was a standout over Tomoko when he played Timoko when he played 35 minutes. I mean, he had one good kick to set up the Whitehead try, but mm. outside of that, I don't see how you're giving him man of the match. But anyway, that's people's. Opinion. I guess you know the post mortem of these sort of games. You can do one. You can over. You can look over it, and the guys can watch tape, and or you can just forget about it, just wipe it clean, and go move on to next week. Yeah, shake it means off. nothing. Shake you it you off. just didn't get two points. They did watch you the know. tape. Big, pup, Big Papa said Big that Papa he, said. he led the, the tape session. Yeah. And he also came out and did an Instagram story urging the fans to stick with them and that they'll come good. Yeah. I actually rode my bike. So I ride my bike by Raiders headquarters HQ each morning on my way to work. And yesterday morning, I saw a whole bunch of players crossing the street in front of me. And they, they looked pretty happy, I've got to say. Yeah. They looked, they looked Too happy? Yeah, they looked less happy after I yelled out, you suck, as I quickly <laughs> rode by. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, looked, they looked pretty happy. Jack Whiten um, was was standing next to Emre Gula. Mm. He's not much smaller than him. No, Jack's a big unit. Yeah. He's, he's a big, strong. But that's the other thing, too. When we're talking about Matt Timokov, he's enormous. He's, he's he, not that tall, though. He's, he's not quite. He's about my height. He's 6'2". Six, uh, six He's no, I heard he's not. No, he's not that tall, but he does have three knees. Yeah, <laughs> he does. But no, he's 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 the same sort of perfect Grecian triangle that Greg Inglis was, just not quite he's as not, tall. No, he wouldn't even be. He's I, nowhere near that. No, he's he's like, closer to Matt Utah than he yeah. is Greg Inglis. He was a specimen. I was standing there looking I at him. And, and, and as you know, I don't bat that way. But if I did, Matt Dimacate might. I'm going to look up his height on the NRL thing. I'm, I'm saying 180 centimetres. What are you going to say, Matthew? Yeah, he's, he's, what's your they pick? all lie on that. They, they lie on that. I know, things, but what's mate? yours? What's yeah. yours? It says six. Well, I'm 185 and he's shorter than me. He's it says 183. Like 183. There you go. 
He's big. Like he's not a small boy. Is what I'm saying. He he is big. So he's six foot. He's six foot. Yeah, there yeah, you go. I guess maybe three. there's so many like six foot three, six foot four dudes in the outside backs these days that yeah, yeah, they don't. that doesn't look that big because he looks to me he looks short on the field but stocky. How was Hopper? Uh it wasn't the problem. Yeah, what was the problem? Oh, defensive lapses. Like um, it was like cohesion in the defensive line. They didn't look like they knew each other. Effort was the problem. Exhaustion. <laughs> on top of that, they were also playing a side that had in it. Isaiah Yo and Nathan Cleary, yeah. who just know how to do things. And so there was you're that... having a bad game, you're up against those guys having a good game, you're going to get thumped. And the, yeah. the, the second try in the first half, um, where they just threw the, it was like touch football and they yeah. threw the, it was, I that, kind of, that very... kind of summed up the night because every time there's something, it would sort of break down, like they're having a bit of an attack and it'd break down and then someone would, would, would put in a kick. Yeah. Like um, Isaac Tago put in a kick that led to, you know what I mean? Just everything mm-hmm. they just, one thing had happened, and then it'd break down. Once the ball, like and... yeah. Once the ball gets unstructured, it's very hard to defend. Yeah, you have got to try and shut it down as quickly as possible. And look, but... we were doing quite well, and then Cleary did that kick, got to Tago, put it off um, Sonny Taruva, and and it was scored. And while it wasn't against the run of play, we'd been doing really well, and that really took the wind out of the sails to a large extent because all of a sudden we did this, we did this, we did this, and all of a sudden first go and they scored. And the Panthers just rose, and you could see the Raiders got nervous from that point, and with good reason, because there was a level of class there and settled because they had their spine. Yeah, they had the you know people might say Kenny's no Coruscant, and that that's true, Coruscant. but he's been there Coruscant, but he's been in that spine system for a yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, and then you go back to Yo, Cleary, yeah, defense, Luai, and Edwards. They had their spine in place, so you know, yeah. they they there was yeah. It's, Whereas we had Fogarty. He's a very complete team. We had Fogarty, you know, and that's what we have of our spine. We had the number seven and everyone else has been shuffled in, mm-hmm. you know, no one, you know. So last week, if you look at our side, who was in their regular positions that they would be in, you know, um, it it's doesn't not, excuse the score. Though. No, it look, it doesn't. But Tarpanay and Papali'i were in their positions. The pack was in their positions, right? Fogarty was in his position. Uh, Timoko was in his position. Rapana was in his position. That's that's and all that's very it. good. That's all very good. But someone else who doesn't offer any excuses mm. is the shark. Hey everybody, it's me, John. Well, I'll only be John for a short while because. I'm going to get my new Krishna name because I ran off and joined the Harry Krishnas. That's right. After that f***ing ridiculous game on Friday night, I didn't even go home. I left my kid and all his friends at the stadium, and I drove right to the Krishna temple. And I I threw my cell phone out the window. I I gave all my money away. I, uh, I threw away my passport and my ID. I threw away... I just burned all my clothes... Yeah, now I just live at the temple because the Canberra Raiders have made me go f***ing insane and lose my mind. That's right. After that pathetic excuse of a football game, I just gave away all semblance of reality. And I've joined a cult. I mean, a a new religion. Yes, this is going to be great. uh, I've been gardening and um, chanting a lot. We do a lot of chanting. We go to the airport quite a bit. And I, you know, I'm already bald, so I started to grow the little brain handle thing in the back. 
You know, I've, I've been listening to Shelter a lot more. It's great. This is great. I'm really happy. I've given away all earthly possessions, and I've let, a, I've let go of all earthen attachments. I'm at peace. Excuse me. Shut the f*** up! Okay, sorry. Sorry, that was, that was Lakshmi. We bunk together here at the, at the temple. Uh, yeah, so, uh, don't expect me to be on the show anytime soon, because, uh, the Raiders aren't going to get any better looking at this, this Teamless Tuesday nonsense. The Teamless Day is great. We're going to get, we, the Raiders will be lucky if they lose by 60, honestly. So, okay, well, sorry, I have to go give out some books and pamphlets at the airport. Um, Hari Rama, Rama Rama. I love everyone. Go you green things, I I think. Mm. Well, some people will miss him now he's he's formally left the show. Yeah. Some people not sure he will be. I, I wish him all the best with his new life. I personally don't. Go to hell. You know? He's weak. That's what he is. He's weak. He talks a big game, and then the first sign of trouble, he's out the door. Well, we don't need you, Shark. Don't need you. <laughs> we don't. Don't need you. And, you look, you know, a lot of people have been coming up, oh, no side's ever won, having had conceded 50 points, you know, in the season. That's what's going to make this year's grand final triumph even better. South's made the grand final, though, in 2021. Yeah. They made the grand final after having conceded over 50 a couple of times. And but that had was, they not had the injuries that was they had in that ball. match, they might have yeah, yeah, that they, was they, they might have gone through. But, you know, so when we claim we lift the thing, we get rid of that hoop. So we're probably not going to win the grand final this year. No, we will. Uh, but we're, we're, still, to, we're still a good chance of making the big dance. Yeah, we're out of $73. So take your last yeah, $10. If you got your, your last 10 bucks, bucks, yeah, yeah. Take your last 10 bucks on us. <laughs> your last 10 bucks. bucks. But look, no, wait who was wait the until, wait, wait until Brisbane. after we get beat by, by 56 by Brisbane and then put your last then 10 put bucks on. Because then it'll be over 100. Yeah. So we're just, we're just working up the bookies at the moment. But who was the very first side in the history of the game in Australia to win from the title from the elimination run? Raiders the in the Canberra Raiders. That yeah. was the first yeah. side to ever do it. So that being the case, what was the first side outside Sydney to win the title? Canberra Raiders. We're due. Yeah, there we we're go. Due. We're due. So we're the ones who are going to do it. So moving on to the next segment. Farewell, Shark. Piss off. Ah, oh, yeah, it's time for Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> and of course, this is brought to you by Ted and Les down there. It's at Les and Trev. Levin, Les and Trev. Les great and Trev. friends of the show down and there. And their cousins, Ted. Down there at Raiders Plumbing. Uh, because if you want ass, you want ass crack. And if you need ass crack, you need a plumber. And if you're going to have a plumber, get down to Raiders Plumbing. Do you know what thing about Les and Trev? What about Les? They're number one when it comes to number twos. They are number one when it comes to number twos. It's just fantastic. You, you want to see their reel? My goodness gracious me, it's seen some things. It's got some stories. Um, but Ask Land of the Week. Look, I'll lead off with this one. This is a person I've actually been a bit of a fan of, had a lot of time for me over the years. But uh, Ivan Cleary, when someone asked you the question that was asked you at the end about, when someone... about someone's try and you know what they thought about it, the classy thing... The classy thing would be to say, I'll just let the try speak for itself. Coming up and in any way, shape or form, talking about karma. When you have a club which has had, uh, was it Taylor May? All kinds of drama. All, all kinds yeah. of drama with stuff. I wouldn't want to be invoking the word karma in any way, shape or form. I don't think it would be a good thing. The classy thing would have been kept your mouth shut. 
You didn't, so you might ask Clown of the Week, Ivan. Who have you got there? Well, like Paul Kent, Paul Kent said during the week, I guess, and I haven't agreed with many of the things that he said this year, but he wrote the article just saying you can't have it both ways. And that's what they did, definitely did last year. They they brought in um, Salmon's family and said that his family was distraught. And they were talking to a lawyer about suing Ricky and all this sort of victim stuff. And then, you know, as soon as you're up, by a certain amount of points, you get Salmon to run that line, score that try, yell at the crowd like that. They've never been a, a, a team that has won with any grace. So I'm, oh, they're quickly becoming the team that I hate the most. Actually, mm, fair enough. Big call. Um, Big call. Fair enough. The storm, the storm are in decline. So you know, it's, yeah, it's always so it's, it's harder to it's, hate them. Yeah, it's when teams aren't as good. It's it's harder to hate. them. I found them. myself going for Manly. The but other they're day. not. There's no there's no <laughs> class with the way that they go about any of their wins. Like no. they rub it in your nose when they score a try. They, well, the good thing just, about them is they don't claim to be classy. You know, yeah. they, I mean, we've got can, a couple. We got a couple of blokes who don't mind rubbing other. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I, he is. I don't exactly. I don't have that much of a problem with with the Jamin Salmon yelling or Ivan or I don't have that much of an issue with it. But my Ask Clown of the Week is actually the Canberra Times' own um, David Polkinghorne. For, there was an article last I week. I just want you to know, Polks, I don't support this at all. There was, there was an article last week in the Canberra Times and they sort of mentioned that, that Jared Croker, you know, might be leaving the uh, – Jared Croker. They mentioned in the article that Jack White might be leaving the club and they listed some potential that said Canberra Raiders on the lookout for um, replacement should White and leave. And then they listed some potential replacements that were off contract. Do you know who one of the players was that they that he listed in this article? Do tell. Jamin Salmon. Jamin Salmon. I mean, what, oh my god! Oh, are you just trying to troll Ricky at this point, Polkinghorn? Yeah. Why would, on, you, why, would, why would you even mention James? No one at the club Jack is interested in signing James Sanders. No, not in, a, not in a million years. And he wouldn't come here. I mean, he wouldn't want to play for Ricky either. So it's, it's just it's just trolling just to put it in there. And also, too, I would point out that um, David Polkinghorne was the person that asked the question, the, the final question at the Panthers press conference that elicited the karma response from Ivan Cleary. So he gets a mention for that as well. Matt, yeah, who's he, your ask player? You can ask the question. It's the response that's the problem. Mine goes back to um, something I read a few weeks back, actually, but I was just um, reminded of it with um, the announcements this week of all the signings for the Canberra Raiders. And mine goes to the NRL um, HQ. And I'm not sure who made this decision, but the Canberra Raiders had the insight and the foresight um, to name and their own uh, uh, character, their own, um, I guess, what would you call it? Um symbol for the NRLW side. It was going to be the Canberra Valkyrie. And I thought that was incredible, you know? So we had an opportunity to come up with um, a new image, which was a Valkyrie and a whole new bunch of marketing and that young girls and boys could have bought. And, you know, imagine going for the Canberra Valkyrie, but no, the NRL headquarters decided that the NRLW side has to play under the same Raiders logo. So it needs to be the Canberra Raiders NRLW, not the Canberra Valkyrie. Yeah. And to me, I just think they've missed a point. I feel like but there's an opportunity that's there something... to sell more shirts. Yeah, I get, I absolutely get what you're saying. But that if you look at, you know, the, um, the AFL, it's going to, it's happening in the A-League. They they want the continuity of the of the teams. They don't want to differentiate the teams. They want to have... Yeah, I get it, but I don't agree with it. Yeah. Like it's enough. going to be the same colours. They're playing under the same banner yeah. and you're giving the girls their own emblem, which they can own. They can actually be their own thing. I personally think it's just a lack of foresight. And I really 
thought the Raiders were onto something there. Yeah, that no, um, was a good idea. It's good. Yeah. Idea. You know who else is an ass clown? I forgot to mention this. The um, person at the marketing department of the, the who came up with the West Tigers Anzac Day jersey. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great, was it? <laughs> Poor old West Tigers. For those who haven't seen it, it has pictures of American soldiers <laughs> on the front of it for the Anzac Day. Yeah, and no. then, well, they're not. They're having. They're getting rid of it. They just announced today that they're going to a New Jersey. Yeah, about it, it. it should be pointed out, though. Well, you know, we've got the new alliance. Orcus. That's but it, it actually goes back for Orcus back Day. Forget about Anzac Day. The West Tigers are, are thinking ahead. Orcus Day. Back like in it. 1917, when my forebears, who were at that stage from the United States actually turned up in France in order to fight on the Allied side. Initially, they weren't able to. And the very first action that American soldiers undertook in the First World War was disguised as Australian soldiers with the Australians. So actually, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually, they actually um, borrowed uniforms, went into fight. Why on earth you'd volunteer to go do that in the First World War, I do not know, but they actually did that. So there is more of a linkage than you think. But yeah, probably the imagery wasn't fantastic. And yeah, so, but yeah, that, that marketing just, just just wasn't fantastic. But we should get around. Let's look forward. Let's stop looking back. Let's wash the juju of last week off. Let's, let's, let's clean it. Let's shake it off. The season starts anew. Hi, it's former Canberra Raiders captain Alan Tung here. And you know I don't actually go in footy tipping comps, but if I did, I'd tip the Raiders every week. Okay, so this week coming up against Bris Vegas, our side runs out like this. We've got Tarpanay and Papali'i in the front row with Wolford in between them. We've got Whitehead and Young in the second row with Horsburgh named at 13. Mm. Uh, Big Red getting the starting Guernsey at 13. I like um, it. I do like it too. He's also from Queensland, so you know, so that's a good thing. In the seven jersey, we've got Fogarty. In the six, we've talked about, we've got uh, Schneider coming back. I'm glad Schneider's jersey. got his chance because someone on Twitter, T-Mac, uh, thought that maybe Elliot Whitehead would get named at six, but I was I was confident that Schneider, the time's coming. Oh, I think the Schneider has to be played. Then we've yeah. got Matt Timoko in four, and of course, the huge news we went before, the captain's back. Crocker's back, baby. Jared Croker is back in the number three jersey. Crocker. where Peters and Goulburn. Yeah, where he belongs in that jersey. Uh, the celebration in my household was huge when the news I'd, came I'd through. I'd like to think that, you know, the show's played a big part in... in you, getting back, you were getting the first one to say being back Crocker. Yes, I yeah, saw well, that. Yeah, it was, it was a long-time listener care from Cumnock who sort of, you know, he, he sparked the flame, but then we really carried the torch, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, on one wing, we got Jordan Rapiner, who self-admittedly did not have his finest hour no. last week. So he's due for another a big one because he rarely puts two crap ones in a row. The other wing, we've got Albert Hopawate, who has, I think, has been really good in the side. You yeah. know, like... He's, he's been all right. Yeah, he's been all right. Yeah, been all right. We've got Seb Chris up at the back. Then on the bench, we've got uh, Tommy Starling. We've got uh, Emre Gula. we got Sami Solo. And then we got in the 17 jersey, Corey Hutter with a nighter. For the... Who's been dropped, effectively. Well, he's back out into the bench. Yeah, but so... his, his defence and defensive efforts were not great. Uh, whose defensive efforts were great, Blake? Yeah, but his, his, no, his, his were great. Who, who his were not great. But it'll be stellar. interesting to see whether um, Elliot Whitehead is named in the back row, whether he actually plays back row. I think he will. And I think Horsburgh will be the... Oh, I, no, this is oh yeah, I mean, the the only smokescreen there is how to a coming back in, but I imagine yeah. Ricky won't do that or else he'd already be in that position. You, so you, you said it last week, Blake. He's playing at 13 and he's doing it well. 
So, but yeah. I don't think he will because it, that's what I'm saying. Horsburgh is going to be playing 13. That's and what I'm Horsburgh, saying. Horsburgh yeah. is in yeah, there. Yeah, so it means Whitehead's sorry, back. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, Whitehead's back to that. Okay, for them, home. they've got Payne Haas, who's rumoured is about to sign the biggest uh, deal with the Broncos in the history of ever. I hope he does it before the match so he um, he doesn't uh, doesn't have the pressure of good performance. Yeah, coming out there because he's a great player. We got he Flegler. just doesn't want the he just doesn't want the Broncos fan to boo him again. Yeah, <laughs> we got Flegler uh, in the number eight. We got Billy Walters in the nine. And last time I said he wasn't that good, and he cut us cut us a new one. So he's doing all right. He's doing, he's all, doing right. all right. We got Jordan Ricky in the twelve, who's really starting to improve yeah. as a footballer from when we first saw him to now. He's much better. Kurt Capewell, we all know his class. He's capable of doing so many things, and it's just accountable. And then Carrigan. I mean, he's the new one. He's unbelievable. He's really doing well. He He's starting to move into Cam Murray area of effort, repeat efforts, oh, yeah. danger with ball oh, he's, and he's, he's, and he's, We've seen him interviewed and stuff, and he's he's a, he's a cool guy. And he's funny. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's a good funny. dad. That, you know. You'd have yeah. him at your side. Oh, absolutely. You know. we, were, we were a chance to sign him for all of like five minutes. Five we? minutes, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there we go. In the halves, of course, we got Adam Reynolds, Ren Diggity. Um, I've been a fan of this bloke for many, many years. He's a great halfback. Yeah, you know? one of the best kicking games of all time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and not just, you know, in the field of play, but his conversions yeah. are, are fantastic. Ezra Mam, who I've had big question marks about the defence, but geez, his attack's been good. So yeah. that that's going over. Then the centre, if you'd said this a year ago, that the centre part, part, uh, partnership of Farnworth and Staggs was going to be one of the best in the competition, people might have laughed at you. It is. Those mm. two are absolutely on fire. They're so it is. Is there a better one in the competition right now? Uh, I reckon it's Tago and Crichton, maybe. No, I, no, I don't think they, they are doing well, yet. but I don't think they're better. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's hard to say. You know what? Who's actually pretty Miami good at the Tyler. moment <laughs> on their day? Bradman Best in Gagai. Yeah. At the moment, actually. When they play the Raiders, they're, the yeah, best. they're <laughs> best in the comp. But no, I think Farnworth and, and, and Stags are the best in the comp at the moment. Yeah. On one wing, you've got Arthur's. And on the other wing, you've got the speed machine in Selwyn Cobbo. Oh, my God. Don't give him space. And if you want to talk about speed, you've got. Reese Walsh with those divine eyelashes up the back, um, who is starting to really become a fullback all of a sudden. That's well, a hell of a team. You've seen him eyes, haven't you, Matthew? What is it with you and eyelashes? It's, it's, all, it's all about Reese Walsh, Harley Smith Shields. What? You, you like an it's, eyelash? It's more with Smith Shields. With Smith Shields, it's more the eyebrows than the. Uh, it's more the waxed eyebrows. <laughs> no, it's the smile, mate. It's the smile. The waxed it's the smile with him. No, no. If you but. Reese Walsh, you know, he's a good-looking man. I'm just saying. He is a good-looking man who can get lost in defence and they've actually got Darius Boyd coaching him. The other thing which I think we can focus on is Selwyn Cobbo makes between three to four mistakes a game. In the All-Stars game, he made six. Yeah. So oh, look, that can be It's going to be one of those games that we have to try and manipulate uh, Walsh at fullback and then we have to try and put pressure on Cobbo and, and maybe we can get lucky. But, you know, I've, I've got... Very little hope in us winning this game. Making actually. our tackles hold the damn ball. We got Corey Payne in the fourteen. We got Palisaya. Uh, you reckon we'll be in it? What in minute will we, we, we still in it to? Twentieth. We got Corey 15th. Jensen. All right, they're going to come out of the. Hang on. The we got Corey blazing, Jensen in the sixteen, mate. and we got Marty Tabau now on his third Tabau. club. Tabau, I said that. On you his said Tabau. So he's been at the West Tigers. He's been at Manly. No, where was he first? Who gives a shit? He started the Bulldogs. He went Bulldogs, West Tigers, Manly. Broncos. Broncos. Now, uh, was Marty the one that slipped in the car? Was he? No, no that was the... the one who's down at um, Moses Sully. Moses, Moses, Moses Sully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slipped in the car during training. Um, yeah, and that, big that's their side. Like look, I, I think what you're saying. Look, I've got more hope than you do, Matthew, on this one. I'm glad. I got a lot of hope on this one. Our record in Brisbane is not good. No, it's not. That's very true. That's very true. Man. It is not good. <laughs> 
I think you're absolutely when right. We, we beat them like in 2010 or something, 2012, Friday night game. I'm usually... I'm usually very positive, but I, oh, I'm not feeling good. Right last now. year in round 14 Dugan at Suncorp, where we blew that match, 24-18, where we should have won it. Oh, it was awful. Then we're at GAO in 2021, where we beat them 38-16, where what's-his-name got sent off, the one who's now at Newcastle Knight. No, he's still there. Um, you know, the guy. And yeah, Hetherington. He, yeah, he got he got he's, sent he's off. He's still the Broncos. When basically, he was basically the telegraph pole that Corey Hutter with a nighter flew into, as I recall. He's the son of... Um, that Hetherington guy that played for Queensland and the Bulldogs. Jason. Yeah. And then you've got uh, 2020 where we beat them yeah. at GIO 36-8 in quite a, a flogging. 2019, round six, we beat them 26-22. And then the last time before yeah. last season, we so played here's up the there thing. at Suncorp 2018, they beat us 26-22. So when they played us, right, up there... They haven't beaten us by much. So no. well, they 2017, used to be, they, they used beat us to be by crap. point. 2016, they poured us by eight points. Yeah, we often, I, in my memory, and it could be wrong, but we often, I feel like we often get them in and around state of origin. I feel like we've played the Broncos quite a lot, a lot without their um, without their Queensland state of origin players. And I think this is... Last year was round 14. You're right. That was around origin period. The one before was round 14, round 14. Anyway. Round six was not... But Let's yeah, get you're to right. The Actually, Matthew, you, you've nailed that one. It's mostly been around Origin. Let's get to the segment yeah. that everyone. Oh no, that doesn't come till later. What? Why is the extended bench after like four more segments? Wouldn't we just go to the extended bench now? Um, it's a can segment. Reminds you who did the rundown this week, Blarko. Yeah, I just cut and paste your existing. Your... All right, let's go to the extended bench. The extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Okay, and this week we have some rocking extended benches for. The Broncos. Actually, I'm on the wrong bloody app because I can't even see okay. the 18 on this. Brendan one. Pakura in yes. the 19. Brendan Pakura in the 20. Yep. Kobe Hetherington. Before mentioned, Kobe Hetherington. 21. Jock Madden. Uh, so wasn't he at the West Tigers? Yeah. Yeah. The half, isn't he? Yeah. yeah I half. thought so. Yeah. We nearly they, they tried to shop him to the Raiders when they were trying to get that deal done with Hodgson back in the day. Um, 22. Is it Xavier or Xavier? I don't know. Oh, I'm going. I'm going Xavier for everyone now. I used to, Javier. Um and. Is it Wilson or Willison? Willison, I would Two say. Double L. And, and Jordan Pereira. Yeah. Jordan Pereira. In the 18. So, and for the Raiders, we've got Trey Mooney in the 19. Yeah. Peter Holler in the 20. Harley Smith Shields with the eyebrows in the 21. 22, Clay Webb. I thought Clay Webb was injured, but obviously he's not. Uh, someone else I must be thinking of. And 18th, and probably likely I imagine to be 18th man, uh, James Schiller. Yeah. James Schiller. James Schiller Scar. Harris. Um, look, 190 centimetres now. He's tall. 95 kilos. Holler's not far off getting in there. Smith Shields just come down. Clay Webb would be his first go. Mooney's only had one go in there. Um, Mooney's, the, Mooney's yes. next man up. Mooney's next man up. Someone. I'm still giving up. that one to the Raiders. It's more first grade experience. In the, in more hardwicks. Yeah, it's more hardwicks on that extended bench. There's absolutely. So that one's going to the Raiders. Howdy. Raider Nick here. Raiders review with Blake and the Pork is the best. It's the number one Canberra Raiders podcast going around. Okay. Ooh, it's got a lift. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah, that sounds right. Everyone. You sound, like, you sound like Cam Sullings at the ground. Yeah. Make some noise. Everyone. Who wants some <laughs> McDonald's? It's crunch time. Okay, folks. Well, it hasn't gone off again this week, but we'll be back next week with. Cam Sullings is a great bloke. 
I'm sure he is. He is. He's a really good bloke. I'm sure he is. I'm still And up, he's I'm a still really up, good so round announcer too. Uh, I actually think that he's okay. You actually feel oh, that high praise indeed. You hear that, Matthew? Someone's okay. Oh, Bring back Robbo. I'm still upset when they sacked Robbo. They didn't sack Robbo. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. They did. They punted him. They said, you got to go to fishwick.com. They didn't punt Robbo. They did. And I won't hear anything said bad about Robbo. Robbo's a oh, I love Robbo. great bloke. <laughs> I love Robbo. I'm upset that they punted him. Right. Okay. I thought you were taking it. No. Anyway, look, Cam no, Sullivan no. is a good bloke too. But Who's I, got a lift? Okay. I'm going to go into my... Matt's, Cam Sullivan's got a lift. Done, Matt's Matt's really... done his, his everyone. Yeah. My who's got a lift is um, Seb Chris. And I know Matt said that... Um, he thought that he did all right against the Panthers. But... I only watched the highlights. I was in Vegas. One so. of the things I look, he's he's having a red hot crack, and he's been put in an unenviable position. And it's it's look, it's really I think exposed the you know Elijah Anderson getting injured didn't help, but you know in the past we've had sort of more obvious um, backup fullback options, and we went into this year without a proper backup fullback option, and which is tough because Xavier Savage. He hasn't been around on the scene for very long and pretty much as much time as he's played since he came into first grade, he's been out injured just as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's young and he's small and hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll as he gets older, he won't be so injury prone. But it's disappointing that we haven't had other options at fullback because we keep on running Seb Chris there week in, week out. And look, he's doing his best. But one of the things I found with him is that at the back at times, it's almost like he's ball watching. When you're at the back, you know, you've really got to, uh, if you look at the good fullbacks, they really attack the ball at every opportunity. And there's a few times I've noticed where Seb's kind of waiting for the ball to come to him and he's not really attacking the ball and, and other players, opposition players getting there before him. So, yeah, I think he's got a lift. Mm. And who's yours, Timothy? Well, it's actually not a player. Like, I think the players are looking at themselves. Look. We, we've gone over this before, you know, like I've gone to the extended bench for the uh, ABC grandstand, uh, the call team. Um, but one thing I would notice is our listener of the year last year um, won the uh, Blake and the Pork, uh, Rage Review with Blake and the Pork prize, um, which included that fantastic top of the line turntable for our great sponsors, Audio Technica, was our Phoebe. Now, Phoebe, people have feelings, okay? We know that Sammy Williams coming in and replacing me. He's great. He does a better job than me. He's better looking. He's younger. He's more popular. But can you please not lay the boot into me quite as hard as you're doing with the stuff? Because, you know, I'm dealing with that myself, all right? I'm dealing with it myself. It'd be really easy if you didn't keep putting up posts that basically say, hashtag Tim sucks, all right? Just just lift a little bit there. Just show a little bit more heart for the pork, all right? That's all I'm asking for. Pork has feelings too. Pork has feelings too. <laughs> he knows it's right. He completely supports it. I'm a company man right to the hilt. But just go a little bit easier on me, all right? That's all. Yeah. And it's time for Blake on the burst. Well, the thing that um, I'm going to go on the burst about or that I'm upset with at the moment is is the continual narrative. And it's come up again in, in the wake of... Um, Jack White and put himself on the up and market and then yeah, yeah, yeah. asked missing out on, on David Feeder is that the fact that no one wants to play in Canberra, you can't get players to come to mm, Canberra, et cetera, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, if we're all going to accept this narrative mm. and just accept that as a fact, we may as well pack up oh, yeah. the club tomorrow and give up because I don't up. believe it's the case, but it's perpetuated. I expect it to be perpetuated by people at Buzz Rothfield, Sydney centric media types, but I'm now hearing this from a lot of Raiders fans as well. And it, it disappoints me because we've got to believe that, you know, we can offer um, 
a great club for players to join. Yeah. I mean, if you look at David Fafita, in my honest objective opinion, mm. getting out of Queensland, getting away from the Gold Coast, going mm. to a club like the Raiders would have been absolutely the best thing for his football career. Yeah. You know, he would have come and 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 played with a couple of great mentors in the forwards in Joe Tarpany and Josh Papali. Yeah. You know, and he would have would have escaped all that the pressure and scrutiny and everything else that went along with his his million dollar paycheck in Gold Coast. Hmm. So I, and I don't, the temptations. You know, I don't think that, that Canberra is necessarily um the place where football careers go to die. I think plenty of players have come here and flourished. No, and, and it's not at and all done enough. well. And and this this narrative that oh we're not signing big names, we're not signing marquee players. Outside of the Roosters and occasionally the Brisbane Broncos, not many clubs are signing big names. You look at the Dolphins, they had a blank checkbook. They couldn't sign any marquee yep. names. And they are in Queensland. Yeah, They are, you know, in a desirable location. And Melbourne Storm, they never have signed. Mm. Well, they signed Xavier Coates. It's probably the last semi-decent like name you could say they signed. Apart from that, they signed Pappenhausen, who was an unwanted at the Tigers. Yeah, they yeah. signed the Fox, who was unwanted at the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've developed players. So... I think that we can I mean, still got people at the end of their career, like they, Brett, Brett Finch, Brett Finch, Brett White, Nick Crocker. There were some that came down, but were they in the peak of their career when they went? No, they weren't. No, but Ricky and Don Fern have spoken a bit about that, how they've, they've focused some of their recruitment in certain ways and trying to get players that not only want to play for the Jersey, but also get players that they know would fit into the yeah, lifestyle in Canberra. So that's, that's going after players that have young families because it's a great place to have a young family. And also it's country, kids, country ju- kids as well that find the idea of moving to Sydney, Sydney too, yeah, much. too much. And then also hot, hot juniors that you can probably, cause we've got a nice setup down there that you like Trey Mooney, you know, and, and we, we, we do, and we do sign, surprisingly quite a lot of successful young juniors who were either the captains of their flag sides or the captains of their uh, SG ball sides or the, or the, the best player on the grand final, you know, there's a, a Puru and Stuart and Mooney and these guys, they obviously need time to develop, but they'll be playing first grade in three or four years. Yeah. And the other thing, the other know, thing we've currently that... got the captain of the New South Wales junior side. It's, there's a lot of young, the other th- so thing that Trevelyan is a young star. Yeah, we're you getting know. guys from North Queensland. There's a whole bunch of them. The other thing that um, Buzz Rothfield said was you can't sign country kids anymore. Where did Isaiah Yo come from? Where's Matt Burton come from? The half the Panthers team is from um, Penrith. The other half's from Western New South Wales. Mm. Buzz is a dinosaur that needs to be put out to pasture. Yeah, he's mate. got no idea. Mm. But um, yeah, and if you were to look at like, if you, I believe if you could possibly, and this is what we've got to aspire to, is have an incredible club with an incredible culture. We've got the facilities now. You can make it a desirable football program. Sure, it's not going to appeal to the guy that wants to hang out at a nightclub in the Gold Coast every weekend. But do we want that guy anyway? I don't want that guy. Do we want that guy anyway? You know, you look at you look I at. I don't even want our players going out into Civic. <laughs> Ban, <laughs> not Ban them from Civic again. Matthew, what is the most successful team in the history of the NFL? The history of the NFL? Yeah. Oh, in the history of the NFL, I was going to say... It's the Green Bay Packers. Patriots. Oh, yeah. So over, well, over time, yeah. and I mean, a lot of it, was, of course, was, was under the Vince Lombardi years, right? But um, they have still make the playoffs almost every year. They last won the Super Bowl yeah. in 2010. Green Bay is 10 times worse a place than Canberra. Yeah, it's completely isolated. The winters are horrible. Yeah. There's 100,000 people gonna... there. It's an absolute hellhole. I mean, I know there's a draft in the NFL and everything else, but people still want to go there and they want to play for that team because they know it's a, a successful club with a good culture mm. and a good program. We could still have that. That's mm. what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. 
Well, that's that's what I love about our podcast is that we are able to focus on talking at times about reserve grade and even some of the juniors. And I think it's really important to look at the club as a whole, not just necessarily at the way the first grader are going about it. And clearly we've got a lot of young guys in first grade at the moment and our spine's been decimated again this year. But we're not far off, uh, you know, being a very successful club from um, head to toe, you know. And I just, I, I'm really proud of the way that, Ricky has made it about family focus mm. and club focus. And he really has put a lot of pride back into the Jersey and back into the town. There's, there's, there is a, there is a connection between the club and the city now and the surrounding regions that was lost in the early 2000s. Yeah. Well, it's and hard because I've the Brumbies were like the hottest ticket. So strong. Yeah. yeah. And I've always been a fan of the club. I, I was a fan of Matt Elliott, you know, and I was a fan of um, Ferner when he was coaching and I'll support the club through no matter what, but there is something nice to know that there is a strong connection between that region. And if you grew up there, you do bleed green. And I'm really proud of the way that Ricky has put a lot of effort back into the jersey. And all of the players that sign with the club, they all talk about walking through that new center of excellence, seeing um, what it means to be a Raider back then. And they aspire to that. And you need to give them something like that. And, and I guess we are asking some young players to come down and join the club and many of them, you know, and they talk about it, they'll, they'll move in with Papa mm-hmm. and they live with Papa. Like Pasami Solo lived with Papa yeah. for the first few months. And that, that stuff's amazing. Yeah, you know? CNK like, was sleeping on um, Rupper's couch. Yeah, you know, like, and this, I just, I, I, I love that about our club. And yeah, we're going to go through some ups and downs and and we don't have a sombrero, so we're not always going to sign the big names, but uh, I'm also fine with it. And to know that we've got a couple of young juniors coming through. Yeah, look, through, we're on top you know, of the late on SG Ball as well. Yeah, and that's know, and who's I'm second? Super... Penrith. Penrith have normally been on top of all these things, mm. and that's what their their success mm. in recent years has been. It's been built on a foundation of juniors. It hasn't been built on signing Cooper yeah, Cronk. It yeah, hasn't they've been bugger all. They've yeah. literally bought not bugger since all. Maloney as well. And that's you know, yeah, yeah. And look, while I don't like them at the moment at all, and they are unlikable in that regard, you've got to give them that. They bought bugger all. They bought Corusoy, uh, Corusoy, yeah. Um, they bought um, Maloney, Maloney, and. There was bugger all. They bought bugger all. You know, Kate Well was there for a period of time, but they yeah. didn't come in as superstars. They came nice. in as 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 tradesmen in those things. So you know, they had a Tamo buy and they had a um, Petro Seven receiver. But these are little bits and pieces everywhere. That the current thing they is bought Coruscant. That but yeah, that's it. Saying, that was yeah. a one key position. Saying, and yeah. he he didn't come in as a superstar. He came in as a handy person that Manly effectively let go. So you know, I don't think. You know, well, they they put all their money into the. Um, Fano guy who then got in that trouble, but I don't know. I, um, you got to take your hat off to the Panthers, the way that they play, bodies in motion, the speed at the mm. ball, the amount of questions that they ask a defense to try and um, come up with very quickly. It's it's incredibly well coached side. That's and, true, but they are a pack of obnoxious, arrogant oiks. And this is the thing, enjoy it while it lasts, people, because when it doesn't, people are going to be there to absolutely kick the boot in and you'll have deserved it. So there you go. I'll tell you, someone who's about to put the boot in, and we don't usually do this, but we here at Raiders Review with Blake and the Port want to make it very clear. The only reason we run this guy's segment is because we're actually scared of him that he's going to shank us. Um, We do not endorse his views in this segment, and I particularly repudiate most of them, but it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans. Well, we are in a right old mess now. Our defence is cabbage. We offer very little in attack. We've got no bodies in motion and we can't even do the basics of rugby league to a competent level at times. 
As far as game plan goes this week, I want to see more effort and energy from the team. The lack of effort the past two weeks has been really disappointing. So if we can get within two tries of the Broncos this week, by the time the siren goes, I will be happy. Have a lovely Easter break, and next week should be a much easier assignment hosting the Dragons at Bruce. Go, you green machine. Once again, yep. you know, the views of A&J Backing off. do not represent the views of, of Blake, the Pork, or Matthew Heather, no. Hollywood Lenevez. No, or Lord Funkington, or Danny Stewart. The Shark. Or the Shark, yeah. even the Shark, who's been sacked mm. from the show now, but <laughs> even the Shark um, don't represent him. Um, but once more, you know, we're running because we don't. He's going to shank us, and that's... You know, it's going to happen. But just want to make it very clear that we do not endorse those views um, as much as we've run them. Just wanted you to know. But there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. And Blarko, you're leading off with reasons to be cheerful this week. Well, it's been tough to find things to be cheerful about in the last week, Mm -hmm. I've got to say. Uh, But one thing that has sort of eased the pain a little bit, um, brought me a little bit of joy in the past week, mostly through the form of schadenfreude is mm. um i've recently discovered the fins up sharks podcast and it's it's a great listen they did they did a pod where they um after the, the defeat um i mentioned oh, last they, week yeah, yeah after yeah. the defeat when they were driving home they did one that was that was pretty entertaining and then they did, obviously they did another emergency one on the back of the uh, warriors comeback mm. and uh yeah no it's it, very very entertaining very entertaining listening to you know Listening to a, guy, a couple of guys just absolutely just melt down and lose their minds. Shout out to Southern Dan and, <laughs> and Terry Mortimer. And, and Matthew, if you think the Green Machine podcast hates Ricky Stewart, you should hear these guys. Mm. They, oh, they no, really, they fans. really hate him. But um, they're quite, they're quite interesting. They're quite persuasive. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I actually didn't mind Blake Braley, and now I, I hate him. They've well, convinced me to hate him. And look, uh, do you know Blake Braley this year, right? Do you know Blake Braley this year? Blake Braley, yeah. Uh, is the only hooker in the NRL this year so far not to register a um, line break assist, a try assist, and there's some other stat. stat. He's like had one run for like ten meters, and yeah, anyway, an assist assist. That'll, yeah. be, the, that'll be the coaching as much as anything. Don't do it. Do this and do that only. But look, um, Savo Dan and I have been following each other and on Twitter for a long time, and I know no one. No one in the world who hates public transport as much as Southern Dan. Uh, him and the train system, there is a hatred there that runs deep and hard because that's what... Sydney Rail's pretty average. Oh, and well. if you want to find out about how much it's hated and what's wrong with it, Southern Dan, he's the guy to follow. What's your reason to be cheerful, Tim? We're going to win this weekend. Oh, come on. We're going to go up and we're going to beat the Broncos. We're going to inflict their first uh, loss of the season. We're going to get the season back on track. People aren't going to see it coming. There's going to be great celebration. Um... We're going to see Queenslanders disappointed, which is going to be fantastic. There's nothing I like less, right, than the watching. Team is... People complain about Penrith carrying on the Penrith crowd. There's nothing I like less than watching your team getting pumped at um, Suncorp Stadium and when they have the shots to the all the Broncos fans in the crowd and they're all going like this, doing they up and down, yeah. and they'll probably break out a bit of a mock Viking clap and, yeah, I can't stand those. So how can you go for Queensland in the state of origin then? It's, they're the Different. same people. No, no. No, nah. it could be an ambush. You, um, it's not an ambush. Borg, it's I mean, just I the guess... fact of the matter is, we literally we do have we played, for a week. We have absolutely <laughs> played our worst match that we can possibly play. There is only up, 
every player's got something to prove. Yeah. They're not going to go out there putting anything out there. They're going to do it for Croker. Yeah. They're, they're going to do it for Joe Tarpey's 151st game because yeah, yeah. they couldn't do it for his 150th. That's right. Jordan the last time I remember us match. being this, the last time I remember us being this, an outsider, I guess, for a game and doing quite well was when we went up and played um, the Roosters at the SCG that game. Same thing. It's the same yeah, thing. We, so, it, I mean, maybe there's something in that, but I'm... I'm Lightning doesn't always man. strike like, twice. Watch Schneider fly. That's all I'm saying. Watch Schneider fly. And you watching... Is this the start of Schneider being the Raiders 6 forever comes, and Jack coming back to 13? Here Schneider. You'd love to see it. Here he comes. Here comes You'd love Schneider. To see it. We, also, Watch in the news, look, we didn't mention it at all in the news, the shoe man, mm. he's busted his oh, hand. Yeah. It's a dark day. There's a lot of injuries in 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 Raider Town. There's now out of the top thirty, I think there's like eight guys in now yep. that are. Yep, yep. It's it's it's, it's 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 really not good. But the reason to be cheerful is we're going to win this weekend, you know, and and it's going to be great, and we're all going to cheer up. Uh, but you got a listener of the week for us, don't you, Black? I do. Very special listener of the week. He is Kev from Cumnock. Oh now, my goodness! I can't believe he hasn't been listening of the week. I can't either. You know, sooner. Um, He's he's been listening to the show for a long time and sending us input. He's been sending us in seg- bits which, which we've, we've played. Yeah, which we played uh, at the end of the show. Don't understand it, but relegated to the end of the show. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's he's look. He was behind the move to get Jared Crocker, Crocker back, back in the side. He was, and um, he's on Twitter now as well. He is. So you can follow him on Twitter. You can at Cumnock Kev. And yes, yeah, he's unhinged. He's unhinged. He's got views. He does. But you can't deny yeah. that he's a passionate man of the green. Oh, he's been supporting the club since 1981. 1981. Crocker! <laughs> Fuck yeah! They brung him back! Yeah, little beauty! <laughs> it's your boy, Kev, from Cumnock. Raiders 2023 Premiers, baby! Crocker, Churchill, medalist, Crocker, Dallian, winner, you name it. <laughs> you little beauty. <laughs> nah, but seriously, how's it taking him this long to get the great man back in the fucking team? It's round six, we're going like absolute bastards. And we're going like dog shit, and you got your most experienced player sitting on the sideline fucking watching. It's about time they got the great man in and you fucking watch the lift it gives the rest of the boys. Just having that experience in the side fucking will give a great vibe around the place. You watch us fucking go out and dust the Broncos up just because of the great man's presence. <laughs> Jared Crocker. You little beauty, I'm fucking putting it all down to me, I'm glad I played some fucking part in this. Now we know Rick's an avid listener in his fucking podcast and he's a big fan of Kev from Cumnock and he thought we gotta get Crocker back in the side, the fans want him back. 293 on Saturday night, Jared fucking Crocker, they brought him back, you little beauty. <laughs> go, Raiders, go, Crocker, go, you good thing. He gets to make one phone call a week. <laughs> he does. the penitentiary, <laughs> and, and he, he puts a microphone next to it, and he sends it out. That's what he does. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. But, um, yeah, on you, Kev. Um, but we've, all, we've got merchandise, Blarko. We do. Lots of shirts available now at rugbyleaguemerch.com. 
get yourself a Heather, a Pork, a Blake. Has anyone bought another Pork? No. I thought no, you look at that. You, you can see. One, you Heather. can see. You can see that. Um, you can see the go to the top sellers list. Yeah. And you'll see our merch there, featuring prominently. Yeah. Um, right. The Heather shirts on the. I think on the first page of the Pork. I don't know. You'd have to dig pretty deep to find the Pork. Right. Well, it should be clearly on the on the glue of this podcast. So I don't know why there's not more of that. Raiders by fifty six shirts. A few people said to me, "Oh, we should change the Raiders lose by fifty six. It was only forty one points, people. Mm. Forty one freaking points. It was, it was, it wasn't. Jesus. It wasn't good. But yeah, you get on reason there. to be cheerful. The 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 famous Raiders by fifty six. You know what team that was against? Mm. Brisbane Broncos. It was. It was against. I think the we beat. Broncos. I think we beat the um. The Cowboys by 56 once as well. Yeah, we did. Kenny yeah. Nagus pulling his pants up as he ran score a try, as I recall. Yeah, and also, um, it, it's still pretty warm, but it's getting colder. You can get your Raiders by 56 beanies mm -hmm. from landspeed.com.au as well. You can. It's true. And before um, we go as well, if you want to support the show, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. That way you'll never miss an episode. You'll get a notification as soon as it comes out. Yeah. Um, and also, while you're there, why not give us five stars and a write a review because we enjoy reading them. We do, we do. We enjoy the abuse as much as the, the positive comments. So, so coming up after this week, we come back, we play the Dragons at home, 2 p.m. Sunday, April the 16th. Then when we have the bye. When... I watched the Dragons last week and I was feeling less confident. Um, oh, look, who can tell what's going on this season? And, was, then, and this is what I want confident. all of you listeners out there to do. On Saturday, April 29 at 3 p.m., we have our rematch with the Dolphins down at McDonald's Park in Wagga Wagga. Now, I want you guys to go out there and get your tickets and go down. That'll sell out. The Hume and get in there and support. Eat some dolphin. Yeah, eat the, support the people to actually point out that the Dolphins got away with blue murder. The wheels are falling off the Dolphin. Yeah, they got away with absolute wheels, blue murder have... when we were up there playing there, having a lot of good celebration. And it's time to go put paid to these uh, Johnny-come-latelys and show them what uh, Raiders hometown crowd in Wagga Wagga, so good they named it twice, uh, actually means. Look, one thing we one thing we do know that Norwegians do, where there are a lot of Raiders, mm -hmm. they do eat whale. And what's a small whale? A bloody dolphin. That's true. It's absolutely so true. So in Wagga Wagga, we're going to feast on dolphin. Yeah. And people generally don't eat dolphin unless it's inadvertently caught in a tuna net. But anyway. No. No, you, why would you? Way to bring, brain to bring down. <laughs> that's, that's really shit. Fun fact: people don't eat dolphin. Yeah, sometimes confusing. No shit. Of it. course they don't fucking eat dolphin. Blake. No, I'm saying occasionally they do though. Inadvertently. How, how do you know they don't eat wagga wagga? I reckon wagga wagga people eat a lot no, of. No, they eat yabbies, man. They eat yabbies and um, water rats. Do they? Water the, rats. Yeah, on the Murrumbidgee. Right, the biggest water rat I've ever seen was on the pier at Malula Bar. This size was a, this thing was the size of a fat dog. It was enormous, and it looked at me like, "Give me your wallet." I threw the wallet and I ran. It was enormous. It was bigger than Colin Freel. It was unbelievably big. Anyway, you have been listening to what was previously known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. We could be back to th after this episode. We could slip back to third. Oh, I'll, I, don't, I hope we I do. don't know. Um, Raiders view with Blake and the pork. Um, I'm the pork. I'm Blake. And you're... I'm Heather. Yeah, and we'll talk at you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.
and best player in the world. Tribute. A long, a long time ago, the lad from Goldburn started down a long and winding road. All of a sudden, there are the Wales fans in the middle of the world. Look into his eyes and it's easy to say his promotion like you'll bring a joy just